It is Wednesday, December 13th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. How you're doing the old Rex Hudler thing? You always have to have a baseball in your hands. Like, that's what that's Huddy's thing. I go pen, baseball. I got to do something. These hands need to be moving, see, Rosie. Um, I'll put them down. I want to focus on the show. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You Please. I'm not trying okay. to take that away from you. That's pure enjoyment. Yeah. Are you still coaching Teddy's team? I mean, what are we doing? Are we taking a break during the fall? What happens? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm semi-coaching. He joined like a kind yeah. of a travel ball team. So these guys oh. are doing it. I help out on practices. I don't go on the field. Uh, but we're taking some time off now. But I will I will say this. Every kid should just have a ball, like a tennis ball, and just play with it. You're right. How you create good hands. Yeah. Just don't throw it against the wall. Mom and dad will get pissed yes, at that against, one. Throw it against no, the wall. No, don't yes, do it in your house. Yes. No. Not in the house. No way. Leaving marks on it. I care. Cares. I care. Maybe that's you why. You got a really nice team. mansion. That's why. Yeah. Good try. Good try, big baller. Oh, let me uh, run outside and see if Cooper Cup or Matthew Stafford or Sean McVay are outside today. What? <laughs> that's how you roll. Let's get it going uh, with a little more Shohei news, but this time from the Giants side of things. We'll get to their big signing from Tuesday momentarily. But Andrew Baggerly of The Athletic. Uh, wrote a really interesting column uh, talking about the Giants and their pursuit of Shohei. They had him up there in San Francisco. Buster Posey was a part of the meetings for the second time. He was there actually in 2018 when they tried to recruit him first time around. Obviously, it didn't pay off. And this little nugget from Baggerly uh, that the Giants took their biggest swing on Otani, they didn't hesitate to authorize offering him the exact terms almost totally deferred 10 years, $700 million that he accepted from the Dodgers as detailed by Giants president of baseball ops, Farhan Zaidi in a conference call with reporters on Tuesday. They did not offer one penny less than their arch rivals did. It was also made clear to them. It wouldn't have mattered if they offered a penny more or several million more. Should this make Giants fans feel better or worse about their big name free agent slump that they are seemingly in? I think it should make him feel the same. I feel I feel like they they already do feel pretty bad about not being able to get guys, and they missed on another one. I think it, there's a lot of different factors. I believe you know Shohei, in his own right, obviously has been in Los Angeles for a while, feels comfortable down here. And then if you're just looking at the two organizations over the next ten years, and you're saying which one has a better chance of me getting into the playoffs, having a chance at the World Series, I mean, right now you look at them, it's obviously the Dodgers. Uh, you know, their farm system isn't what it used to be, but it's still much higher than the Giants. So I think right now I'm looking at one of the rankings that the 21st ranked farm system. The major league talent is okay. Uh, if you're looking at a place that you want to go win right now, it's not San Francisco. And then, you know, I don't mean to bash on the city, but and I haven't been up there a lot. I went there last year, um, you know, when we when I called the Oakland games and it kind of looked the same to me. But I've heard a lot of bad things about what's going on in San Francisco right now. So you kind of have to like sell the player on that. You used to be able to say, hey, come to San Francisco. It's one of the best cities in the country. It's amazing. And right now I, I feel like it's in a little bit of a lull. So there's 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 difficulties surrounding the Giants in a bunch of different facets. So, I mean, Giants fans are kind of, uh, you know, down bad right now, if you will. They're looking up at three teams at least in the – I mean, three teams in the NL West, and they mm -hmm. keep missing on these guys. I mean, it's it's not a good feeling. Like having to go above and beyond to sign free agents is not something typical, I would say, of the San Francisco Giants, but it is now. It's a it's a new reality for them. 
I want to touch on something that you hit on because we discussed this, I don't know, three or four weeks ago about the city of San Francisco. And a lot of people, we got a ton of pushback in the comments saying that that's unfair. You don't talk about other cities that way. Go read Baggerly's column if you can in The Athletic because Buster Posey is actually quoted and he talks about how much he loves San Francisco. He has actually moved his entire family back to the Bay Area from Georgia. But he did make the point that in a lot of the free agent meetings that he has had recently that a lot of players bring up the city of San Francisco. And he said whether it's perception or reality that that is part of the discussion. So we're not just throwing this stuff out there and trying to say, oh, San Francisco's a because I'll be honest yeah. with you, I love San Francisco when I traveled up there. I haven't been up there a lot lately, but just from people that do live up there, I have heard things. And so obviously this is now trickling its way into the free agency world in baseball. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to bag on I I too have had a good time in San Francisco and where we stay is is um you know kind of right in downtown Grand I think it's not Grand Central Station, it's Grand whatever it is there. Mm-hmm. Um Grant, I believe. It's a little interesting, see, Rosie. It's a little interesting down there right now. But you can really say that about any major a city. You can of, find yes. bad pockets in any major city. But I, I, yeah, I agree with you. The perception of San Francisco right now is it's not at its peak. Okay, so let's get past that if we can and just talk about the baseball side of things. This is why over the last several years when we have had discussions about chasing after Arson Judge or Carlos Correa and then passing on that one because of the medicals, which I certainly understand when they were originally going to offer him whatever it was, a 13-year deal. I said at the time, this is going to affect their ability to go get Shohei because he's a smart guy. He has played against everybody in the league every year now, and he knows what the opposition is all about. A guy who has never made the playoffs since he's been in the States for six seasons, do you think he wants to join a team if Shohei joined this team right now, where would you have put them in the National League West pecking order? Around the same. I mean, they're, exactly. they're competing for third or fourth. Exactly. Around the same. Whereas he knows that if he goes to L.A., that's not going to be the case. This dude wants to – part of the reason – we're going to talk about deferrals in a second. But the reason he did the whole deferral thing wasn't because he – I mean, listen, it sounds like a, an amazing gesture – but he wants to improve his legacy. He wants to freaking win some ball games. He wants to be taken at bats in October. And I guarantee you, he looked at the Giants situation and said, maybe, maybe it all gets together. and We went 107 games like they did a few years ago, but it ain't likely. And I can't be living in the world of maybe right now. Yeah, I think this was an easy decision for him. And I think LA was probably his preferred spot all along. And I will say this about Bay Area fans. Look, you can't really complain about, you know, the Dodgers and and, and uh, you know, a super team and them getting all the people. You guys have the Warriors and for a while they did the exact same thing up yes. there with the basketball. Yeah. Um I I feel for the Giants fans. They're great fans. I always loved covering the World Series when they were up there, but that isn't going to be the selling point anymore. It can't be, "Hey, we won in 10, 12 and 14" because that's just you got to you got to grow. Some of these kids that we saw come up last year have got to turn into the posies, the Bumgarners, the Canes, the Lincecums, the Brian Wilsons of the world, and then you start sprinkling in some guys because that's the only way you're going to get back in this ballgame, and as of right now, it's not happening. Can I give a suggestion to the San Francisco Giants organization? Yeah. You, you, got, you got to work with what you got up there, right? Like you sell your high points of your city and your culture and all that stuff. What's What do we know about the Bay Area? It's tech-driven. It's tech 
Mm -hmm. Okay. And you know, some, some tech companies have left, but there's still a ton there. That should be a pitch. Those guys, the CEOs of those companies that are up there need to be, they need to befriend them and bring them into these meetings. Say, Hey man, not only are we going to play for the giants in this beautiful ballpark in this city that I, I know is going to get shined up and be back to where it's been, but we're going to hook you up with these tech guys and you, who knows what's going to happen off the field. So like that has to, you have to play to your strengths, man. I don't know if they've done that or not, but that's what I would do. All right, so uh, let's continue on with the Giants, and it's the reason I'm wearing their orange spring training cap from a few years ago. They do get a big-time free agent. South Korean outfielder Jung-ho Lee gets 113 mil over six years, according to John Heyman. Uh, how good should San Francisco fans feel about this after missing out on a prize player in recent years, or does this feel like an overpay? I mean, I don't know if it feels like an overpay. They they paid what they wanted to pay. I feel like they should feel good about this. I mean, I have only seen him play a little bit, WBC, some of the highlights I've been seeing online. I have played with guys from Korea that have come over. Byung-ho Park came over during my tenure. He was like the stud over there, big-time power hitter. And, you know, there hasn't been a great track record with like Korean hitters coming over. There just There just hasn't been. Um, and one thing he would say to me, Byung Ho, I'm talking about now, is the game is just everyone's bigger over here. Everyone throws a little bit harder over here. Everyone hits for more power over here. He, he couldn't believe the first couple of days when we were hitting batting practice. He goes that, like pointing to like a guy like Eddie Escobar, a uh, 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 second baseman. He's like everybody can hit homers here. He couldn't he couldn't believe it. And this guy had incredible power. That was awesome to watch. Um, but, you know, this is a different type of player, and I think they're going after him for a few different reasons, and the reasons they're going after him are going to help your ball club. The plate discipline is there. That is, that's something that does translate 100%. Now, the power, probably not going to be there for him. I know he had a, a good year in 2022, but you're going to go play in San Francisco. That's not a great place to hit homers in. I think the main reason they went out and did this was for him to go play center field. He's, he's I think he's won five gold glove equivalents over there in the KBO. And they don't really have a guy that can go get it in that outfield right now. So to go put, that's a vast, big outfield. And if you have a center field that can go cover ground, that's going to help your team a lot. So they're hoping he rebounds from his ankle injury. He can go and do that. And look, man, sometimes you need to, they're going to need, if you think this is an overpay, which I don't, I don't know if it is or not. They're going to have to start overpaying. That's and overpaying and overpaying. Like that's what they have to do. And they can do it. If they're willing to commit seven hundred million dollars to Shohei Otani, then they need to go overpay for Yamamoto. They need to go overpay. Like they need to go do that to get back to a, a competitive, like a, a competitive window. Don't you agree? Totally. Totally, man. And and it doesn't really fit the way the rest of their team is constructed. So maybe this is the starting point for them, which is why I don't mind them spending the money at all. By the way, I mean, he seems like an athletic outfielder yeah. that can really go get it high on pace of over 400. Uh, the guy hits for average, so he strikes out very, very little. Now, could that change with the velocity that he faces over here? Absolutely. I've never gotten a definitive response on on really what sort of pitching guys are facing over in the KBO. Is it the equivalent of high double A low triple a on a consistent basis like i just don't know enough right we're not watching kbo games on a daily basis over here so i think that's the biggest question mark but i like it it's just i really think i look at the rest of the lineup and i'm like guys we gotta we gotta change the composition of this team and if it starts here and doesn't end here then i'm on board 
I agree. I mean, there, there needs to be more moves. I mean, it is, I mean, they're in a tough division. And as far as like the KBO goes and what the level is, I, I got scouted to go over there at the end of my career. Mm -hmm. I thought about it for a while. Uh, and I asked the same question. There's a scout. I said, what, what are we looking at? Some guys go over there that are career minor leaguers and go over there and, and, and crush and are like MVP type players. What level? Are we, I was like, is this a triple A league? Is this a double A, triple A league? And he scoffed at that. He really did. Uh, he said it was above that and that he wanted like guys that were all in and really bought in. I didn't, he didn't call me back. Uh, I think he thought I was like mocking at, which I wasn't. I really, I'm really curious because you do see guys who struggle in the States to even keep footing in the big leagues, go over there and dominate. So it's, it's interesting. See Rosie, I'm a, uh, you know, when, when any, when anyone comes to major league baseball for the first time, whether it's a rookie that's been in the farm system, getting his feet wet in the big leagues, whether it's a guy from Japan, whether it's a guy from KBO, whether it's a guy from Cuba, you want to see him play in the big leagues. This is, this is it. This is right. the number one league and it's different and it's scary and there's pressure. And now, you know, you're playing against the best of the best of the best. Uh, so it's like you, you root for guys and you, and you, and you try to analyze and say, Hey, this guy can be this, uh, but you got to see first. I'm looking forward to it. I, I want to see him. I'd like to see him do well. I think anytime Me too. people from around the world come here, I root for him. I, I think the adjustment is so challenging. You're away from family Dude. and friends and everything you've grown up with and your culture and the food and just everything. It's a huge adjustment. So you're also trying to prove yourself on the world's grandest stage. The nice thing for him is that he does have a nine-figure contract to make it a little, yeah, little more man. comfortable for him. So that, that part is cool. This one, again, is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. All I want for the holidays this year is some NBA action. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for putting five bucks. An instant dub just for you. A layup, if you will. A slam dunk. And all you need to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code baseball today. New customers can get 150 instantly and bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code BASEBALL today. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or Visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash basketball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, let's get to the Shohei deferral part. And this, uh, this was announced shortly after our show came out on Monday, so we haven't had a chance to bite at this apple 680 of the 700 million will go to Shohei after his 10-year deal with the Dodgers is complete. Even though this is perfectly legal in the collective bargaining agreement, it did seem to cause some outrage among some of the baseball community. In your opinion, should it? Uh, no, I don't think it should have. I, I think the way that the news came out made it uh, an easy target for people's outrage. Uh, and, and And they did so well. Shohei's camp in this free agency to keep everything a secret. I think they planned on announcing it just the way they did, but I think it backfired. I think their plan was let's get this number out, the $700 million number out, because it's awesome for the agency. It looks cool for the player. It even looks cool for the Dodgers, to be honest with you. You're willing to spend this much money. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, second part to that, act two was 
but Shohei's a great teammate and he's deferring it all. So they wanted, I think the whole story was made the money. Great. Put this number out. Ha, ha Like Boris gotcha, whatever. And then, um, uh, Shohei's a great teammate, but it's it didn't turn into that because everyone said, "Dang, seventy million on the CBT." To only find out it's going down to forty six million, so just it backfired. People's people thought one thing when it they didn't have context. Chris, we didn't have the context of the deferrals when it came out, or we didn't have the context of the contract. Excuse, me. we didn't know about the deferrals when the contract first came out. So people had all these preconceived notions. Then you found the context out too late. Everyone's head was already blown. So I think that you have to look at it this way. Teams weren't going to go. And now we kind of know like 10 years, 500, if they were paying him straight up was probably what teams were going to go with. Um, it ends up being a 10 year, $460 million mm -hmm. cap hit essentially. Cause I will right. call it a cap. Cause that's what it is. Sure. People soft cap. Um, if that number, if the deferrals came out with the initial contract, I don't think we'd be having this uproar. If that makes any sense to you. I think the initial shock and 70 million against the CBT and all of a sudden, no, it's 46. That's what outraged people. And the fact that he went to the Dodgers. Can't forget you about know, that. You know why people are most upset? Because it didn't happen for their team. Kind of, yeah, that's a big one. No, that's the whole deal. Yeah, if this had if this had happened in Milwaukee or Cleveland or Kansas City, and of course smart it never team. could. What a smart team. Go, wow, uh, it, that's incredible. Folks, this is one of one. There aren't going to be guys that are having $700 million contracts. Yes. And there certainly aren't guys who are going to be willing to defer 96% of their money. It's not going to happen. Shohei, yes, he does want to win. Yes, he wants to help out the Dodgers. But nobody else is collecting between 40 and $50 million a year off the field. It's not happening in this sport. It's not happening in, in any of the major sports. But it's certainly not happening in this sport where the next guys in line are like Bryce Harper and Aaron Judge. And if you believe those numbers, that's right around $5 million a year. But it is not coming close. This is the only guy that will have this done in the foreseeable future and probably ever in our baseball lifetime. So don't get mad at him because he decided to use the system. Now, I will listen to you all day if in the next collective bargaining agreement they come up with some sort of stipulation that this can't happen. Because I will say this, it's perfectly legal, but it sounds dirty. Sure, yeah, I, I agree with that. And you know what? You're totally right about the next CBT, and the owners are just like, oh, this is great, because they don't really care about that. But they're going to start pointing to that, making sure, you know what? We want we we don't want unlimited deferrals, even though they don't care, but they're going to make the MLBPA give something up to keep those unlimited deferrals. It's just This is the game that gets played in these collective bargaining agreements. So... People that are saying that are right. It is going to come up in the next uh, CBA talks, but only because the owners know now PR is on their side with that. So there was something real interesting, and I was on X throughout the last 48 hours. We had a clip that went out on Monday where our, we talked about whether or not Shohei would get booed. And I quote tweeted it and said, listen, show your face if you're going to boo. And there, were, there was Everyone's a decent faces. percentage... Right, exactly. Nobody sent pictures, but people would send the emoji of raising their hand and said, I'm absolutely going to boo him. And then there were a bunch of people that said no. And then it changed. Once the news came out about the deferrals, then it went overboard where people were like, oh, I'm going to boo him left and right. And I'm thinking to myself, why in the world did this change 
so much. If you just take a big step back and realize that it's perfectly legal, that did he kind of circumvent things? I don't know if that's the right word because he didn't. He didn't. We he didn't. They, all, they all knew the rules going into this thing. He just utilized them to his advantage and certainly his team's advantage. That's why people are mad. You see what I'm pointing at right there? Yeah. I mean, there's it's a the handful Dodgers. of teams. It's Dodgers, Dodgers Yankees, Yankees, Mets. Cubs, Red I don't Sox. know if they would have been mad at the Cubs. I don't know if they would have been mad at the Cubs if they mm. did this. Too. I think they would have been like, oh, smart job there. But L.A. is you get Mookie, you get Freddie. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's. And I get people's frustration. I get it, man. I get it. But I will point out this. like, I, You do have to have a decent payroll, I think, to have a good shot at winning the World Series year in and year out. I think that's been shown. Like You need, you need to be an upper-half payroll in baseball. But your team can be an upper-half payroll team in baseball. They can. And just because the TV deals aren't good right now, it's business. they got to figure out their business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. And there's a lot of people who want in this. Oh, I had this discussion last night, and I guess we're going to go here. There's a lot of people who want to buy into Major League Baseball. A lot of very wealthy people want to buy into Major League Baseball. And there's a reason that your small market owner doesn't want to sell his team, even though team valuations are at an all-time high. Like you, All these people that have owned the teams for so long can make so much money right now. The the What's the... Least valuable team in baseball right now, like uh, one point eight billion, maybe two billion, probably. I would Something. assume they don't want to sell and take that money because it's lucrative still, and it's and it's a monopoly. It's an antitrust exempt sport. Like this is there's a lot of reasons why they don't want to sell the team. So tell your owner to spend money. Yeah, listen, I love this sport, but I also pay attention to the business side as much as I can. I can't always wrap my head around everything. There is a major issue. Um, I do think that competitively, in terms of different teams that have won the World Series over the last 15 to 20 years, uh, it's comparable and in some cases better than the NFL and the NBA because there have been more dynastic runs in those sports. Um, However... The viewership basically comes down to like four or five teams. And yeah. that is a major, major issue. And there's no quite nobody's gonna fight me on that. I mean, the Dallas area is huge in this country. But when it came to viewership and Phoenix, by the way, those are two major metropolitan areas in this country. Well, top nothing, ten for sure. Did nothing as far as the ratings went this year. That's a problem, and it has been a problem for a while. So I think competitive. There's two different areas here. If you're talking about the business sure, of baseball, sure. competitive, you do have a shot if you're the Tampa Bay Rays and you're not spending any payroll. You do not not nearly as good as the Dodgers or Yankees or these other teams. But then the interest when the Tampa Bay Rays get in there, they best better be playing the Dodgers or they better be playing the Cubs or they better be playing the Mets because if not, people outside Everyone- of the baseball world aren't going to get drawn in. Everyone's at fault for that. Or not at fault, but everyone needs to chip in on this. I mean, Major League totally. Baseball needs to do a better job marketing their players. The teams specifically need to do a better job using social media, using whatever needs to happen. Like, they're trying to do this MLB creator class. Like, let's, I don't know, man. There's ways to market. There's ways to get your name out there. Like, you just got to be able to be willing to do it. And, and Major League Baseball and all the teams and all the players, to be honest with you, need to look at themselves in the mirror and say, how can we continue to grow this thing? Because continuing to market the game the way they've marketed the game just isn't working. It isn't. 
It is not. All right, let's move on from the Dodgers to the Yankees. Um, Juan Soto officially became Yankee, I suppose, on uh, Tuesday when he met the media via Zoom, which is very interesting. We can talk about that in a moment. He was just traded along with Trent Grisham for five players from the San Diego Padres. Of course, Soto is headed into the last year of his deal, and he was asked about whether or not he would be thinking about that going into his season in the Bronx. I going to the team to New York to Tampa whatever uh whatever I'm gonna meet those guys um and try to get a real good relationship and try to uh really stick together get to know those guys and and push and try to get the same goal as they want um you know that's that's what my main thing is right now about uh any contract stuff uh they know who where to call and who to talk to uh, I'm here just to play baseball. They know who to call. I love that. Do you think it's going to wear on Soto? Because the New York media is going to continue to ask this question well beyond spring training. I think they'll probably say, hey, after the season starts, we're not talking about that. That's that's a job for you know the PR guy of the Yankees to make sure that happens. I'm sure Boris is going to put that out. I'm sure Soda will probably say that as well because he is going to test free agency unless the Yankees go crazy and say, hey, look, here, here's a blank check. What do you want to stay here? Which I don't think they'll do because I think they're going to want to see him in New York and how he handles everything. By the way, did he ever have, did he have a beard like that I don't remember because he looked different. Like very, very clean shaven right there. No, he's always he's been. never had a beard, right? No, he just but looked he different because he was wearing an NY on his head. It was oh my goodness. It was like, okay. Um yeah, he'll get sick of it if it gets continued to be asked, but I, I don't think it will. I think eventually there'll be some sort of like hard, like, hey guys, like if you ask this question, like you're gonna be out of here. There's no reason to do it. Well, hold, stop. It, that cannot happen. It happens you all can't... the time, C Rose. No, no, and, no, no, and, no, no. And you know what? They're, not they're, when it comes not to say, this. Okay, I'm sorry. They're not going to say ask that question. You're out of here. They won't say that. But they'll say, yeah. guys, like we don't need to keep bringing this up. They will say that. Fine, but guess what? The elements change. Let's say over the first two months of the season, Soto comes out on fire. Does this help or hurt your, you know, the Yankees' ability to retain you? In your opinion, Juan, are you enjoying your time here, Juan? What do you think of the city, Juan? Are you? I mean, those are all those are viable easy questions. questions, though. I love the city. I love playing here. I get it, but I think oh. after a while, it could wear on you, and it could go the other way, right? If he last year he did not start out well, and if that happens, hey, are you thinking too much about the contract? Is that wearing on like that sort of stuff? I'm just saying, is it could come up. Yeah, I mean, look, he's going to get frustrated with the New York media at some point next year. He's also going to love the New York media at some point next year. It's it's definitely a, you know, a peaks and valley type situation, basically depending on how you're playing. But he's going to be coached up in the PR game. You get a PR coach and you say, okay, here's here's the answers for this general uh, you know, type of question. This is what you say to shut them up. Give them enough, but not, you know, like he's going to be fine. I don't think this is going to be a problem. Now, I'll take that back if he starts to struggle because I think that's when athletes have trouble with the New York media is when they start having to answer questions like about their struggles and it's day in and day out. That's when guys get a little frustrated with everything because they're frustrated themselves and they take it out on the reporter's question. Yeah. I, I want to try and find this text I had with somebody pretty well in the Padres organization. I, 
I wanted to find out what Soto was like behind the scenes down there. And the words were individual contractor never really assimilated. So that's not fair, dude. That's not fair. It's hard. That's hard to go to a new team. I get so, it, but that, that's just, well, it is fair because that's what they perceive. So whether it's reality or not, take it for what it's worth. That's fine. I got to know who it is that said that, but I know you won't tell me. Uh, right. I mean, I, I'm a guy that's gone to a couple of different teams. You know, my personality is probably a little bit more boisterous than Juan Soto. I'll try to uh-huh. get along with everybody, uh, but it's, it is a very difficult thing to go to a new team, new, new organization. Yeah. I don't doubt Especially it. Especially if you're Juan Soto and you start to struggle a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. But now this is the year where he truly is like an independent contractor. Like he's brought in as a hired gun. The Yankees certainly hope that it's more than a one-year relationship, but you just never know. So we'll have to see. All right, last thing before we get out of here. This is our final show of the week. Uh, So we want to wish our buddy Vinny Pasquantino, the Kansas City Royals, and his fiance Ryan, that's with two N's at the end of Ryan, by the way, the best on their nuptials this weekend. So congratulations to the happy couple ahead of time. What advice would you give them on their wedding day? Oh, I don't know. I love love and I love being married. You know, I'm like the happiest married guy around. I would say that I try to continuously like get better at being a husband. Mm -hmm. You can't just like stop. It's like it's like baseball, Vinny. Like just continue to try to get better. Learn what. This is going to sound sappy. Learn the love language. We know what makes them happy. I think that's important. I just like kind of figured that out not too long ago, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, and just, yeah, strive to get better, dude. I, I love being a good husband. All I want to do is impress my wife. That's like my number one thing that I try to do. And you don't have to force it, but like, you know, do things that you know she'll like and you'll get it reciprocated and be a good example for your kids when you do have them. If you do have them, your relationship means a lot, even though you don't think it does. Okay, that's very nice. Uh, For their wedding day, I would say do this. Get away from everybody for like five minutes Mm. because it is at the end of the day about you and so many people just treat it as a party and you're getting pulled left and right and you have to visit every table and this and that and the other thing. We got the pictures and -and so-and-so wants to talk to you and like just take five minutes just to go look around or stand away from everybody and just appreciate it. Like it is a God willing, you only do this once. So I would say just let's start with that. The other advice we can work on later, but let's just start with this weekend to enjoy the day, get away, take it all in, go, yeah, that was pretty cool. I like that wedding day. I kind of missed that part of the question. Uh, I don't know if Vinny's a a, a guy that puts him back, kind of looks like it, not going to lie. looks like he can slug a few. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just stay away from, like your friends are going to come start offering you shots and all that stuff. Don't do do shots. No shots. Maybe like Uh, one toast and then fake it. Like don't, it could get out of hand, bro. I had a uh, I had a friend who got married, and the bride was so hungover at the wedding, she had to get up and go puke. It happens, man. I know, but don't let's not. <laughs> let's just can I tell you something that's kind of crazy? Like, my advice to people is like have like your own tiny private ceremony, get married oh. before, and just have a and just have a party. That's what I would, if I could do it again, that's what I would do. Okay. Save save some money. And then like, Mm -hmm. there'll be only people only are there for the party. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Very, very interesting. All right. Um, we will be around if big stuff breaks, you know, the glass now rumors to the Dodgers, we're always going to be on top of that stuff. So don't worry. You're always going to get the content you crave. Did you text him? 
I'd let him be, but I might get him today. Okay. We'll see how it's going. <laughs> I'll ask him if he needs a room here. He's going to be like, no, buddy, I grew up there, remember? 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 Santa Creta Valley, just like I TP. Hi. Yeah, I still have plenty of friends, but, you know, he's always welcome. He's but family. Glass, you can come stay at my house. I have an extra room. Come on. That's true. He might like mine more, though. You'll love your neighborhood, though. You'll love your neighborhood. Okay. I'm kidding. We just have high ceilings for him. That's why he, he's wow. tall. Wow. That's true. That's, That's true. all. That's true. It's true. I have a ranch style ceiling. home. It's high ceilings. That 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 wasn't it. It was. Remember, we've got one that's six foot, almost six five. So we build them tall around here. That's all. Mm. And I, I screwed myself on that. All right. For our one of a kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber talented man who has a way better house than I do, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We will see you soon here on Baseball Today.